630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good morning, football fans. It is good to be back. Uh, let's plan on spending the rest of the offseason together every Saturday morning. We're back for another season of the Elks this week on 6.30 Jet. We'll be here at 9.30 Saturday mornings and, of course, in podcast form after that. Uh, the Elks and the CFL will be our focus, but we'll talk all things football as well leading up to the start of the 2024 Canadian Football League season in May. Uh, a couple of big guests to start us off on week one coming up shortly Elks assistant general manager G. Roy Simon and then the Elks new starting quarterback McLeod Bethel Thompson will join us but first G. Roy I caught up with him this week as he was driving with Chris Jones in Florida on a scouting trip and the conversation started with us talking about this week's trade the Elks sending Jake Ceresna to Toronto for Canadian receiver Curly Gittens Jr. Well, um, anytime that we have an opportunity to get a Canadian starter, you know, that's always a bonus. Um, Curly's been a, a very good pro for, for in this league, you know, ever since he stepped foot in it. Um, and, you know, to to get a Canadian starter who's, you know, who's, you know, last year he got injured a little bit, but um, at one point he had 1,100 yards as, as a receiver, Canadian receiver. Um, and, and, and he's, ex- he's explosive. He's tough. He's a, he's a smart player. He's a selfless player. He's a leader. So that's, that's kind of what we're trending towards. We want, we want guys who are, who are selfless players, um, who have had success in this league. And, and at 26 years old, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's almost, it's hard to turn it down because, you know, he's such an explosive player and he's young. So this is, this is, this isn't a uh, fly by night you know, move. This is something we, we plan on currently being in Edmonton for a long time. And when you make a trade to get a guy like that, you got to give to get. And uh, I imagine it's tough part with Jake Ceresna, a guy who's been a, a pretty good leader and a guy who's played here for a long time and had been pretty successful. Yeah, Jake did a great job for us, and 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 we're thankful for Jake for all the all the sacrifice that he's been through and and the leadership that he's that's, that he's given us. But um, you know, it was just time to move on and 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 you know get get younger and um, you know um, and 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 cheaper and in in, in in certain spots, and and that was a spot we deemed uh, that we can that we can make a move. You're, you're kind of changing the face of the team a little bit. He's one of the longest-serving guys on the defense and has been a good player and an all-star. Uh, you're changing it at, at starting quarterback uh, going into this season. You're making a big change with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. I guess it's a byproduct of having a four-run season. you got to make changes and you got to make the team better. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we feel good. We felt good about, you know, the, the team that we that we had and, and the players that we were bringing back. But um, to get a player of McLeod's uh, caliber – um, the you know the the pedigree that he brings, the leadership that he brings, the winning attitude and and and, and winning culture that he brings. Again, you you can't pass that up. And um, yeah, you know we we feel good about the guys that we're that we have on the team and the guys that we're bringing back. But to add uh, to add to that with with McLeod leading the charge, it's 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 a no brainer. You, you know you you know to to bring that guy in, we feel we feel we 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 did something very special. 
Tell me about the offseason so far and, and your thoughts on, on going after your own free agents. I think you've signed about 11 of them. I think there's four guys left who are uh, starters last year that you're, I assume, still still talking to or have made decisions on. Uh, pretty successful so far. Do you feel happy with what you, what you guys have accomplished? Yeah, we feel really good in a, in a position we're at. You know, I know you know looking around the league, you see you see you know teams still have ten, twelve free agents. Um, we're down to, to to the guys that we're going to bring back. We're down to just a few, um, and and we're pretty close in in getting those guys done. Um, so you know we we feel good about the position we're in. Um, you know we wanted to we wanted to have a have a group that that was continuous. We we want to have continuity with with our group, and you know that reflects in the type of deals that we're that we're signing with guys and 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 bringing a, a young group back that you know we feel that we can you know we can we can we can have on the roster now and then moving forward for a long time uh we mentioned Suresna, 12 uh, sacks last year uh, a guy who played every almost you know he played every game and played a lot uh situation now for you guys you got to go out in free agency and, and find someone to replace him is that kind of the goal well, the, the, I think you know. I think we have some guys in house uh, at this point that that you know can can fill that role. And you know, Coach Jones and and uh, Coach, you know, some of the other the other coaching staff. It, we feel confident in 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 the ability to find and develop um, you know defense defense alignment. So um, you know, that's that's kind of been Coach's specialty in in in, in finding and developing uh, defense alignment. So we we feel comfortable um, with with making the move and and, and moving on from Jake. That's Elks assistant GM G. Roy Simon. He talked a lot about McLeod Bethel Thompson there. And when we come back, we'll hear from MBT on the Elks this week on 630 Chet. Now, more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chet. After back-to-back four-win seasons, it looks like the Elks have decided to make some changes. The biggest two moves they have made came earlier this month. There's a lot of factors that came into it, I think, um, more than you maybe can name in one answer. But uh, uh, Jerry Jackson is a huge reason for that. Marcus Howell is a huge reason. Um, speaking with G. Roy Simon and having those conversations is a huge reason. Coach Jones is a huge reason. Um, Trey Ford is a huge reason. Huge reason. Uh, the, the roster that's been built um, in that on that team is a huge reason. Um, the it's it's uh, opportunity to play football again you know um my, my family and football are the two things that that kind of lead all my decisions um coming down the states last year was great for my family and having them close um unfortunately the the, the pay salary didn't didn't change down here in that league um, and other opportunities didn't pop up and so it was possible with conversations with my family uh to make a, a cfl push again and, and edmonton was a place that felt like home um that's a place that we we can go chase a great cup um you know, you know when you have players like gina lewis and 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 the talented uh steven core etc um it's an exciting place to to go chase a ring so i know my football journey is not over um and i never even last year when i was leaving i knew my cfl journey wasn't over um, it just wasn't available for last year. So I'm very excited about this year and, and these 18 games, hopefully 21 games going forward uh, as an Edmonton Elk, and, and that's what my focus is on. 
That's the new quarterback, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the day he was signed by the Elks. After leading the league in passing yards and winning the Grey Cup in Toronto in 2022, MBT did not play in the CFL in 2023. He opted instead for a shorter season, just 10 games, and being closer to his family, playing in the USFL last year. He also led that league in passing as well. The other big move was a trade with Toronto. Gone is veteran defensive lineman Jake Ceresna. Coming back the other way in the trade, Canadian receiver Curly Gittens Jr. Just a year removed from an 1,100-yard season with Bethel Thompson as his quarterback. A big completion here for Gittens. And he'll take it all the way for the Argonaut touchdown. That stays in the gun. AJ Olet next to him. Flats. He puts it out flats. Touchdown, Curly Gittens Jr. Bethel Thompson looks into the end zone. Touchdown that time. Curly Gittens Jr. The second and seven at the Alouette 31. Three-man rush. Bethel Thompson with time. One thousand one hundred and one yards and five touchdowns for Gittens in 2022. He missed time last year due to injury, and in ten games had just over 400 yards. But Gittens Jr. and Bethel Thompson will now go from double blue to green and gold, and they'll be reunited in Edmonton in 2024, and they'll try to rekindle that great chemistry they had in 2022. All right, it's time now to hear from the new starting quarterback of the Edmonton Elks. A conversation I had with him earlier this week. McLeod, it's been less than two weeks, but how's life as an elk? Yeah, it's great. I I really love it. I've I've reached out. Been a lot of people reached out to me from the Elks organization, and it seems like a very well-run organization. And um, obviously, hearing from the coaches, we've been you know in conversation for a little bit now. But hearing from the other part of the the organization has been really awesome. Whether that be the equipment manager or the communications people or the you know operations, and and just seems like a, a very well-run and and really good organization. That I'm happy to be a part of. This is not the first time you've you've moved teams, moving leagues as well this year. But what do you do first? I mean, you, you agreed to the deal with the Elks. Uh, how do you start now preparing for for what's ahead coming up in twenty twenty four? What's what's your your big to do items right now? Yeah, it's kind of a, a reset, right? Because I, there I had a lot of opportunities and a lot of different offers to play football, which is such a blessing. Um, wasn't know if I was going to play early here in the states or later uh, up in the in Canada. So. Um, obviously not my time frame has stretched out until May when we're looking at training camp. So obviously the training has to reset first. Um, I want to peak when I'm coming into training camp, right. And then peak, you know, two thirds of the way through to the season. So those are two kind of pillars that you set farther down the line. So that resets the training. And then it's just, you know, figuring out what I, what I can do in the meantime. Now I got five extra uh, months to kind of, how do I fill my, my free time? You know, obviously spending time with my daughter um, and my wife and, and filling that in and then trying to, get a hobby because you can't train too much or get too excited too early. Um, and it's just about mapping that out and having a plan to, to execute it. What kind of workouts do you have down there? Are there any CFL guys in your area? And are you hooking up with anyone to throw some balls to? There are always guys. It's LA. So there's a, there's a personal trainer on every street corner. There's a lot of NFL guys here in LA and orange County. They all kind of come here for combine training. So there's a plenty of athletes and then the CFL guys are, are here and there as well. So, um, I have a great situation at UCLA. They're very, they open their arms to me, which is awesome. And I get to use their uh, amazing facility and then got a bunch of, a couple personal trainers that, that I work with to make sure my body's in the right shape. So, uh, building that routine as we speak, but, um, definitely very fortunate to be in LA, which is kind of the Mecca of the personal trainer and, 
um, yeah, it's a very fitness oriented uh, city, so it's it's easy to, to to get that done. You last played in the USL USFL last year, so that would have been late in the spring, right before the CFL season, or did it overlap? I think with a little bit with the CFL, right? But it was still late in the spring when you last played. How does the body feel? You didn't play a lot of games. You had ten games on your schedule, so you haven't played for a while. You must be feeling pretty refreshed. I feel awesome. I feel truly amazing. Going going back to back with CFL USFL was was a hard stretch. You know that was thirty games in a calendar year, and um, definitely did a reset after that and, and healed some parts of the body. And and now I feel feel phenomenal. And I had a lot of NFL interest last fall, so I knew I my I had to get my body ready. You know, it could have been called every week throughout the fall. So I was continuing to staying in shape. So I'm almost too far ahead of the curve right now in terms of where my body's at. Um, so I have to kind of slow down and reset and make sure I'm, I'm very diligent about, you know, kind of solving the, the little tweaks and, and stuff that's going on right now. And then I ramp up at the right time. So I, I feel in great shape and I'm excited to kind of take the next step here in the next five months and, and push, you know, put my foot on the gas in a different way. Uh, you mentioned that you've been working out already and you're, and you're trying to peak. Is it, you've been around the block a little bit. You've played for, for a few years. How's the excitement level? Do you still get uh, kind of excited about a new season, especially with the situation you're in? Absolutely. If you're not excited about it, then, then you shouldn't be playing anymore. So that, that is the hardest part for me is to slow down. Um, I, I want to go too fast. And I already did last week. I think I trained five out of the seven days of the week. So that was already too much. Um, and that's always been a hard part for me. I, I love the work. I love the process. Um, cause I believe it crafts who you are, you know, like every, every workout, every pain, every sweat, every, everything that you go through is like blows of, of the hammer that chisels you away, you know, chisels the weak parts of you away. So I, I truly do love the process, but I, I can't get too far ahead of myself and start training too much too early. So that's, that's the hardest part for me is to dial it back and make sure I'm doing it smarter, not harder. How much conversation have you had with, with Jerry Jackson, your offensive coordinator? Is it too soon to start talking about playbooks and, and looking at stuff like that? That's getting into it. So he, he has me catching up. So I, I, I'm getting my, my, doing my homework. So I, I have to catch up to where he's obviously it's his offense. And, and I want to see what you, what, what the Elks did last year and get myself comfortable with the players. So just got my login to the film uh, this week. So I'm going to start checking chipping my way away so so that we can have those high level conversations right because jerry jackson's gonna have a conversation at a really high level is how he sees the plays but i i i have to get up there and i have to catch up with that level of understanding so um i'm going to do some film work here now and then and start getting with the coaches hopefully towards the end of the month you don't have to do film work to know about uh, gino lewis you must be excited to be able to throw balls to him Unbelievable. I've, I've loved the way his, his game has been for a long time. When he's back in Montreal, I, I spoke to him often, like, one day I'm going to throw the ball to you, you know, and, and I'm very happy it came true. So he's just a phenomenal talent. He's just got the, the beautiful art of, of, of he knows how to catch the ball and he can t contort his body to make pretty much any catch possible. So I'm very excited to get to work with him and the rest of the receiving core. I mean, it's getting... It's getting pretty scary there in Elk Country right now with with Gino and Curly and D Mitch and Swerve and 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 you know the the names go on and on and it's just you know Brown in the backfield. I mean it's 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 getting pretty freaky and I'm very excited to get going. You mentioned Curly getting Junior, of course, announced this week that the Elks had acquired him in a trade with the Argos. Uh, have you talked to him yet? And uh, tell me about him as a receiver. You guys obviously in uh, in uh, 2022 hooked up for a thousand plus yards together. So uh, it must be another guy you're excited to work with. 
very excited. I love I love Curly like a brother, and and we talk whether it's you know football or not. So um, I truly there there's so many people on that Argos team that I consider brothers and 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 are truly like family, and and he's one of those. And um, I love Curly as a person. I love Curly as a football player. Um, he's a total package. He'll catch everything. He'll run the right route. He'll get to the space. He has a great football knowledge. Um, he's tough as nails. Um, couldn't ask for a better receiver to throw to him. I'm, I couldn't be more excited to go to work with a guy like him. Uh, I'm just looking at the schedule here. Week three, Edmonton at Toronto. Uh, you get it over with early, I guess, going back. Uh, what are your thoughts about that game? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we're getting it over early, you know, to get it out the way, have all the all the emotions, going back to BMO, all that type of stuff, all the, the hoopla around it. Once we get on the field, it'll just be another game. But uh, it's definitely circled on the calendar for, for all types of reasons. And, and it's just it's going to be fun to, to go against go compete against guys I know, you know, in, in a familiar place. So it'll feel different walking on the field from the other sideline. But um, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Uh, you play a few games at Commonwealth Stadium over the years. Any of those jump out at you? Anything that uh, that's special for you that happened in in your games against Edmonton at Commonwealth over the years? You know, I just realized it's a tough place to play. Anytime you go out west from going from east, it's a tough place to play. Um, I remember I had a, a really tough game there in 2019 that really defined who I was, and I was very grateful for that for that low point because it kind of caught catapulted me into the last couple of years of success. So just remember liking the stadium, um, heard great things about the facilities and, and just really excited to make it feel like home. You know, when you, when you get, um, new, used to a new stadium, you find all the ins and outs and the feels for it. And, and when it becomes familiar, it, you have a, a sense of calm. And so just, I want to get into the stadium, get a feel for it and throw as many balls as I possibly can to be as, as comfortable as I can in that venue. Uh, how early you're coming up? Have you made that decision yet? Uh, probably into training camp. We'll, we'll push that because because of my family and my uh, my daughter and my wife and those obligations I have to them. Uh, probably won't be until training camp. But I'm very excited to get to know Edmonton. Um, I want to know the restaurants. I want to know the places to see. I want to know those sites. So I want to get to know the people and, and the area of Edmonton around it as well. And um, it's important to become a part of the community, you know. So um, I'm excited to get up there and to learn a new space and a new stadium and a, and a new team. That's part one of our conversation with Elks quarterback McLeod Bethel-Thompson. We'll hear part two next week on the Elks this week. And at that time, Bethel-Thompson will talk about Trey Ford. I'm very excited. And it's because you can see the magic, right? Everyone talks about potential, but potential can be a, a very dangerous thing because for, for a guy like Trey, um, he has this, you know, this kind of spark um, and you, and you, when you're get in trouble or you're not sure what about what's going on, you can lean on the spark too much. And so I want to help him in every way possible that he can develop his on schedule game as much as possible. Cause once he gets his on schedule game crisp and clean and he's reading his one, two, threes, and he has that process, he has the cues that can get him to play the simple game. He can then reintegrate the spark into it and it can can become truly magical also next week we will connect with color analyst dave campbell from our 630 chat broadcast we'll take a look at what the elks have done so far this offseason and maybe look ahead to what they might do the rest of the way that's it week one of the show is in the books we're here every saturday morning at 9 30 until training camp begins in may thanks for joining us more football talk in seven days on the elks this week on 630 chat